You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Aphorism is now starting to point to the outside. LL Cool J, Tim's a trooper. They straighten now. Leap to fame. Leap to fame leads five metres. Hot and treacherous making no impression. He's large. He's in charge, Larry. And he wins again. Leap to fame beating hot and treacherous. That was his last Aphorism. win. And, of course, he's going to go around a short-priced favourite at Albion Park. And... He's a bit like Antino. Um, very, very good, as we all know, but have been a bit of a frustrating campaign, uh, like with the thoroughbred, Chris, with uh, Leap to Fame, the standard bread. Good morning to you. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. I think he'll make a statement tomorrow night. Uh, we're on the cusp of the Inter-Dominion for 2023, December 1, the series starts. I think he'll come out... And I think he'll uh, he'll deal with these horses uh, very easily and uh, just confirm that he's the number one horse in the country. He's the number one horse as far as betting. And I think he'll make a, a big statement tomorrow night. That's my prediction. Yeah, well, let's go through some of his defects. Last week, he ended up in, in an awful spot. Barry it wasn't Grant's fault. He tried to get off the fence. He basically fall yep. fence. And then, of course, Victoria Cup. Yep. All uh, the work outside the league. Yeah. Then, of course, the, the race that you just called three ago, which he won, Eureka, excuses outside four ago. Leader doing all yeah. the work. And then, of course, you go back in the Blacks are fake, uh, yeah. flat tyre. So yeah. there's excuses there, yeah. isn't there? Yep. Uh, Chris, with his horse. Um, so his record should be a lot. I mean, it's outstanding now. 24 wins from 34, but it yeah. could be better. Yeah. No it doubt should, about it that. It should be better. Yeah. And he should be the clear favourite for the Australian Horse of the Year. But because of those defeats, those narrow defeats and the big ones like the Blacks are Fake, the Eureka and the Victoria Cup, the door's slightly ajar. So it's not guaranteed that he's going to walk away with that title. If he wins the Inter-Dominion, I think he's got enough runs on the board to, to claim that title. But, uh, you know, the, it, it's going to be a race because if Swayze comes out and wins on Tuesday and then comes back and wins the Inter-Dominion, he's a lock and catch a wave. At this point, his credentials are just as good as Leap to Fame this year. So it's going to be interesting. But I think uh, over the next, you know, month, he's going to confirm that he's the number one horse. Larry then becomes Lawrence. Larry becomes but a legend. Promise me, once he wins the Inter-Dominion final, you don't, he calls Lawrence, not Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Daffy, how are you, Jared? Good, Steve. Morning, Chris. Yeah. Morning, Jared. You get horses like that, don't you? We talked about Antino and Yellow Bricks prep preparation before his little setback. You know, it's all just very frustrating sometimes. I get a series of you know runs of bad luck um, with certain, you know, not just in the thoroughbred code, but the standard breeds as well with certain horses, Jared. Yeah, they do. But having said that, and it was timely that you go back through some of those defeats and the reasons why, but. Sometimes punters are a very unforgiving breed. They they can drop off rather quickly if uh, if they've been burned at short odds, and he has been beaten a few times at the shorts. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We'll talk about his race tomorrow night in just a moment. But Jerry, let's talk about tonight's big uh, event. This is a Grand Circuit mm. feature. This is the WA Pacing Cup. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars up for grabs tonight at Gloucester Park. It's race five, and the market is quite interesting. The favourite is Magnificent Storm, two sixty. He's favourite over Jumping Jack Mac, $3.70. $5 Loyalist, $7 Diego, $9.50 Prince of Pleasure. And then we're going out to Tenzing Bramac at $15. So where's the money going here? There's been a lot of movement in this market. Loyalist has been three fifty out to 5 The biggest move has been for two Jumping Jack Mac, 5 into three seventy. 
Interesting Diego, number three, 11 into seven. The favourite, Magnificent Storm, 250, touched 280 early this morning, back into 260. Uh, Tenzing Bromac attracted some sort of support when the market first went up at 15, uh, but it's back out to $15. Prince of Pleasure, eight out to 950. That's pretty much it. But uh, in summing that race up, clearly the market mover is number two, Jumping Jack Mack. Okay. Could he, could he challenge for outright favouritism come jump time? Uh, I haven't seen what we've taken on these horses, but there's a fairly sizable gap between 370 and 260, isn't there? Yeah. I, I'd say no. Okay. Right. Hopefully it might be third time lucky for Magnificent Storm. So he lines up as the favourite in tonight's Grand Circuit feature over in the west there, the WA Pacing Cup. Let's focus on Albion Park tomorrow night, night two of the Racing Queensland Summer Carnival. Uh, ten race programs, seven of which are features, but we're going to concentrate on races four, five and six. Let's go with race four, the Trotters Sprint here. The favourite is Adele, but as you just said, punters... Uh, they can move on quickly. She was out of the mm. money last week. She's still the favourite, though. $2. Majestic Harry, 360 And then we're looking at eight fifty. Sir Fahrenheit, last week's winner. Majestic Lavros, eight fifty, And $9 about one funny face. So what are they doing here? The only two they wanted are the two that had the market here, Chris. But there's been more interest in Majestic Harry at his price than there has been in Adele. Now, Adele has been two twenty into $2, uh, as you pointed out. Majestic Harry did open four eighty. Quickly got into 360 and he's been that way ever since. So the two that had uh, the market um, definitely are the money horses, but in particular the two there, Majestic Harry. Okay. Um, I tell you what, they're a forgiving lot. They, they keep buttering up to uh, Adele and she Adele, seems yeah. to run's favourite every time she steps out. So looks like that's going to be the case again tomorrow night. The Queensland Cup, this is race five. This is Leap to Fame's race. He's at $1.28. The only other runner in single figures here, Future Assured, who got them last week, $8. Uh, Black Sedance, my apologies, he's at $9. So they're the three, but it's all one-way traffic here with a leap to fame by the look of it. An early sprinkle for Send It, uh, number two, 51 into 26, so basically half, but still a, a big price. Now, leap to fame opened at 150, Chris. Uh, yesterday uh, was into 135 and this morning into 128. On the back of that, which is a pretty sizable move, there's no real interest in anything else at all. Um, how do they run this race? Well, he goes forward. The big question uh, sits with Pete McMullen. Does he park leap to fame with Black Sedans or does he hand over? And he's the only one that it, that can answer that question. So mm. I've spoken to a heap of people throughout the week thinking, how's this race going to unfold? I even spoke with Grant Dixon last night at Reckliffe and... He said, well, that's up to Pete. But uh, he plans to go forward. He'll he'll have a shot at the lead, uh, leap to fame. So um, okay. it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, Pete McMullen holds the key there. So Is is that trip 2,100-odd metres, is that his sweet spot? I think it is. I think it is. Uh, he, he's proven at all distance ranges, as you yeah. know. But uh, I think 2,100 is just ideal for him. It's right in the wheelhouse. Mm. Okay. So. But he's going to have a lot more open space tomorrow night compared to what he got last week. So he's either going to be in front or outside the leader. So he'll be able to dictate either way, I think. So Yeah, it was a sickening watch last yeah, night, uh, last week, for those that took the short price mm. because you could just see there was nowhere to go. Positive yeah. thing is doing a gut buster, I suppose. Yeah, and, and, and no. Grant outlined that uh, last night. So he said he's come through the race really well. Uh, he, he plans to be aggressive tomorrow night and uh, he'll get his chance, there's no question. But... 
you speak to a few of the other guys from that race last week and they said, you know, another 50 metres and he's going past all of us the way he was hitting the line. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, the Forever Gold, this is the Mayor's feature tomorrow night. Race in two here, Jared. We've got Uptown Beach Girl, $1.35, fresh off her victory last week. Up from Sydney, Anna Love, three twenty. Holly Star's best of the rest at $8.50. But it's all about the, uh, the one and five here. You swear the numbers in the frame here. Uptown Beach Girl opened at 160, 145 yesterday. This morning, 135. And I love 270 now out to 320. I don't think we've seen the last of that drift. And then we've got uh, Holy Stars at $8.50. There's, there's nothing for anything else. All one-way traffic, Uptown Beach Girl. OK, good push there for the favourite. The feature race in Sydney at Menangle tomorrow night for the two-year-olds, the Tatlow. And we've got an odds-on favourite here. Royal Cruiser is a pretty sharp youngster, this one, for Bernie Hewitt. $1.75, $2.60, Ravishing Sloy. And that's it. Next best is the uh, the former Kiwi, Montgomery Burns, drawn the ace at $10. Mm, you're right. That's it as far as the market is concerned. When when they open up Royal Cruiser, slight favourite at $2 ahead of Ravishing Sloy at two twenty. Obviously, there's a big gap now. It's into one seventy five. Royal Cruiser, Ravishing Sloy out to $2.60. Haven't really seen much action in the last 12, 12 or so hours. Clear favourite now, Royal Cruiser. Good move. OK. Builders are multi. I'm tipping Royal Cruiser goes in. You're right. Um, we're going to take the short way. Um, so at Albion Park, race five, number five, leap to fame, $1.28, as I said. Race six, number five, Uptown Beach Girl, $1.35. And we rounded out with Royal Cruiser at Menangle, which is currently $1.75 put that into the calculator and it comes out at a tick over $3, Chris. So a treble there for $3 fixed odds. All the fives as well, Jared. So that's five yeah. by five leap to fame, six by five uptown beach girl, race six, number five in Sydney at Menangle, Royal Cruiser. Now, we missed that uh, multi last week because uh, you weren't with us. We've also got a big first four jackpot as well tomorrow night on that Queensland Cup, Jared. So okay. this is a good race to play given that he's going to be such a short price favourite leap to fame. So... Uh, so what do we take behind him? Well, this is the thing. So the, the starting pool is 20,000, projected pool 125. So we're standing out, leap to fame, and we'll play the exotics with uh, number, as I find my sheet here. Uh, we'll put in three blacks a dance. Uh, we'll put in seven hot and treacherous. Mm -hmm. And we'll put in future assured on the second line. And then we can work around numbers one, two, three, uh, seven... Uh, and then we'll put in 10 and 12. So that's how I reckon we're going to play that first four tomorrow night. Okay. So. That makes sense to me. Mm. Now, I've got some for you today. Albion Park. Far away. We're going to go early. Race one, number eight, Darcy's Fireball. Nathan Dawson, our man there. So race one, number eight, we start uh, quickly. How many winners is he up to, by the way? Uh, he's over a... I'll double-check that. Uh, I think it's well over 360 now. And the oh, other okay. one comes up in race eight. Last leg of the quaddy, number three, Lethan Byrne. I think he's drawn to go forward if he gets the lead. I think it's a good night. So got knocked over last time out. So expect him to uh, to bounce back here. So race one, number eight. Race eight, seventy five, the first one. Yeah, race and eight, dollar, number three. And a dollar eighty five, the second one. Yeah, we might multi them up. Chris, just a uh, quick one before I, uh, I leave. The New Zealand Cup, is that barrier draw being done today? No, it's already been done. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. Well, just waiting for the final field market to go up a tab. It's not there yet, so I'm tipping it won't be far away. But Akuda was, I think, two dollars fifty before. Uh, dollar eighty, sorry, dollar eighty beforehand, and Swayze was the second pick at six fifty. So, 
Uh, keep an eye out for that market. And you've been talking about Leap to Fame going forward. Remains the fave to win the Interdom. Two fifty, Swayze seven fifty, then eleven dollars or better for the rest. Okay, Nathan Dawson three hundred and sixty three winners. Wow, it's only it only seems like three or four weeks ago that you were saying that it looked like he might get three hundred and sixty five. Well, he's going to trot that in. Yeah, he'll get four hundred. Okay, you know between what well, we're November ten now, so he's got right up until December thirty first. So there's mm. still six weeks of the season. So. Get Some sort of a mm, performance. Mm. Chris, that New Zealand Cup, is that stand or mobile? Stand. Okay, so Swayze off the awkward draw there, 13. Yeah, and Akuta's 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it'll be a race. Old Town Road's drawn nine. Mm, good luck to it. You don't like it? No. Nah. I know Greg O'Connor's been pushing it, but no, nah, not for me. Mm. I, I think it's a two-horse race. I think I'll be stunned if one of the two favourites don't win. I think it's Akuta or Swayze's race to lose. And I want to be on Swayze. Yeah, I think the Aussie can do it. Okay. He's come back in super form. He's strong. He'll run the two mile. It'll just be interesting to see who lands in front of the other there at the start. So, um, you probably... Because you're over all this sort of stuff. What does it cost to fly a horse to New Zealand or vice versa? Uh, I don't think you're getting too much change out of 10,000. Wow. Yeah. Mm. What about Swayze off the stand, Chris? Yeah, well, he's only had uh, a stand start practice uh, at Menangle. So he's yet to race from the stand. A little Mm. bit, but he's a sensible horse and he looked pretty comfortable going uh, away from the tapes recently at Menangle. There was only a couple in it, so there wasn't that sort of pressure or hype that he's going to see on Tuesday. Uh, But I think he's a sensible horse and uh, he'll be well-schooled. So I don't think there's going to be any real issue. It'll be interesting... If he lands in front of Akuta, but if Akuta's sitting right on his back, that could be a really good clash up the home straight there at Addington. Always a good race, isn't it? These stand starts, two yeah. miles, lots of moves and so on. and you know. Yeah. But I think Australia can win it with Swayze. Yeah, rock and roll too. Last year went over with, with a bit of boom on him and he didn't fire, did he? No, he, he came up short. He, he went around in the Ashburton feature and sort of probably overdid it in that race and that probably just cooked him for the New Zealand Cup a little bit looking back. But I think Swayze... That, that the preparation's been perfect. They, they ran second in the race last year with Majestic Cruiser, so they know what they're up against. We spoke with Cam Hart recently, so they're fully aware of what they've got to deal with this time around, where last year they were deer in the headlights, to quote Cam, but um, I think he's ready to run a ripper. He's won 17 from 44 now, Swayze. Yeah. So we'll watch and see on Tuesday. A couple of good races there, Jerry. Millwood Nike goes around. She's facing a really tough draw. What race is she in, Chris? Uh, She'll be in the Neverly R three-year-old Phillies final. Okay, I'll find that in a minute. So that might be about race six or seven. Actually, I think as we speak, uh, that market has gone up. Uh, Let me see here. Yes, right now it's open. So it's race 11 on Tuesday at 11.20 our time. I might go down the page here. Uh, Pembroke Playboy, 71. Got you covered. First emergency at 51. Republican Party at uh, $7.50. Krug at 19. Beach Ball, 16. Kango, 26. Mossdale Bend, 41. One Change, 71. Old Town Road, $7.50. McAndrew Aviator, 34. Smithy's Terror, 51. BD, BD Joe at 26. Swayze, 320. Uh, American Me 101, Akuta 240, uh, He's a Sport 101, and Bark the Second Emergency 71. So the prices suggest that it might not be a racing two, Chris. Mm. I think there's a few there that could be uh, 
you know, struggling a long way out because I think the, the pressure is going to be fairly strong here, given that Swayze is in the race because he'll force that pressure, whether he's in front or outside the speed or, or wherever he is in the race. So I think um, there'll be a few found wanting, but, you know, you can make a case for Old Town Road, but for me personally... I think he's had his chance. Mm, just with Milton with Nike, of course, uh, off the second row there, 15. Tell me, this mantra blue, Chris, looks got a sequence of wins next to his name, Zach Butcher. Yeah, North Island filly. So she's got to step up, but all she can do is win, and she's been doing uh, plenty of that in recent times. But this is a good test for her, uh, as much as it is for Millwood Nike, given her barrier draw. But, hey, look, there's a lot of good raps on her. Zach Butcher's a, a wonderfully uh, talented horseman, trainer and driver. Uh, so she's a sharp filly, but uh, this is a good test going up against the unbeaten mm. Millwood Knights. I just clicked. For all, I just clicked on the flux. So it's been open for two minutes. Uh, Swayze did open three thirty into three twenty. Akuda opened two twenty five out to two forty. Chris is playing with his phone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be a race on Tuesday. So what time did you say, Jared? Uh, the time, I think I said 11-something, 11... So, so that would be Sydney time? No, sorry, 2.20 our time, Queensland time. Okay, right. 4, 14.20, race 11, 14.20 Tuesday, so that market's there already. Yeah, Melwood Nike, 15 from 15. Yeah. It's been a while since we've seen a pacer, 15 out of 15. Yeah, two right. What was the record? I know we spoke about it. San Simeon. San, San Simeon, Simeon. Yeah. Okay. 29. Wow. So. That'd be your era, Jared, wouldn't it, San Simeon? Yeah, he was a star. Mm. That's early 80s. His first defeat came in that heat of the end of Dominion down in Tasmania. I think it was Michael Frost. Was he a moral beaten there or not? Just because uh, you can't just keep winning, can you? Yeah. Mm. He came out and won the final, so that's all that matters. So Yeah. Anyway, Jared, appreciate the time, and we'll chat again next week. See you, gents. There's Jared Daffy from Tab joining us. So you can check out those prices right now. Tab.com.au and all of those markets are available for the weekend's features. Let's find a winner or two for the weekend. Ryan Spice is joining us as he does each and every Friday and he's online now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? Yeah, well, did you find without a fight on Tuesday? Uh, yeah, yeah. I made a small profit on the win market. Um, yeah, so a decent result. But the uh, 201 Ruffy blew me out of all exotics. Yeah, I said that this morning when I interviewed the part owner that everyone around Australia in tabs, pub tabs, races said bugger shiraz. <laughs> in, in not, that's being kind. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, where do we play this weekend? What are you keen on? Hey, Chris, just while you're talking about the New Zealand Cup, I'd like to echo your sentiments that Swayze at 320 represents great value which in a race that on form looks like a total head-to-head -head match between him and Akuda. Um, I think the Grimson team can go one better and this fella remains unbeaten. I think uh, Cam Hart will be aggressive. He'll get forward, whether he leads or breezes. He's, uh, he's clearly a uh, very, very strong chance to win that race. Yeah, he just profiles so well. Like, they went over last year with Majestic Cruiser. He won the Blacks a fake, like Swayze has done this year, but... This guy's had the two runs back. He's looked really sharp, really fast, really strong. So he just looks like he's coming into his prime, where Majestic Cruiser was a little older. So maybe there was that, that little bit of wear and tear. But this guy just looks like he's ready to, to launch into a, a, you know, a whole new level of power. Yeah, he's elevated off what he did in the winter. So, um, and we know the Grimson team have travelled to New Zealand and performed with distinction in the past. So, yeah, 320, that's a great bet. And you're not nervous about the stand or anything, Ryan? 
No, not really. I think the fact that Akuda's drawn back row with him, um, that sort of neutralises the barrier. So, yeah, play on. All right. Speaking of barrier draws, one question without notice. Just with tonight's WA pacing cut, Matty Young was on, an, on here yesterday with us and he was saying that they were keen to lead with loyalists. But is he known for gate speed, Ryan? Chris, he's a, he's a moderate to good beginner. He's not. Uh, he's certainly not electric, um, but perhaps he can do enough to hold up into the first turn and then dictate his fate from there. Perhaps he looks to take a sit on a magnificent storm, considering it's the long trip. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting race, that one tonight. The WA Pacing Cup start, like most races in harness racing, crucial. So, back to you. Where are we going this weekend for a winner or two? Uh, Chris, let's go to uh, Sydney and Menangle on Saturday night in the Tatalo Stakes, the two-year-old. Uh, Bernie Hewitt's got the favourite here in the form of Royal Cruiser. They went up even money, now into $1.75. I think that's his right price. He bounces out of the Breeders' Challenge Group 1 final where he was the run of the race, breezing when they went 50 and 5. This horse has actually even gone home and had a trial in between. Um, if he can hold his form, he will be racing on the pace, and I think they won't catch him. All right, so a good push there for Royal Cruiser. He does look like he's a good type, and the stables in form five winners there on Wednesday night at their home track of Bathurst. So that's one good thing, race six, number five in Sydney. Where else are we going to look at? Well, Chris, talking about stables in form, how about the uh, efforts of Team Dixon here in southeast Ooh. Queensland this week? Yeah. Been... Yeah. been Great to see. Really, really strong efforts. Grant's driving well. So I think from a multi-builder perspective, I think the dollar twenty-eight Leap to Fame is good shopping if you're keen on the shorties and want to run one together in the Queensland Cup. Yeah, so race five, number five, Leap to Fame. Where else yep. are we looking at? Yeah, let's go to the last um, horse I've really got a lot of time for, the Dixon two-year-old in the form of Ironclad. He's another with the same form lines coming out of the Breeders' Challenge. He comes back to Queensland. I think with any tempo, he can storm over the top and be in the finish. Price-wise, I hope we get around the $3 mark. I think that would be good shopping. OK, so race 10, number 10, Ironclad. You steered us into one in the last, last week. Short and sweet there, so extra. So race 10, number 10. Anything else tomorrow night? Uh, a little spec play in the Mayor's feature, Chris. Um, the Forever Gold mare's race where we've got a shorty in the form of Uptown Beach Girl. This is a $52,000 race, but I am keen that the Jonah Hutchinson train, she's notorious, can ping out at the start. I think she's a better than 50-50 chance of crossing the two inside her. If she can get over and then release Uptown Beach Girl, I reckon she's a really, really strong place hope. And around the, the 460 mark, I think that's a, a bet worth having. Okay, so race six, number three, she's notorious. More the place than the win. Yeah, absolutely. I think place only. Um, she's got really good gate speed, gone to new levels in with Jonah. Um, last week she hit the line from three pegs. I uh, I can see her. If she gets that smother run, she's a, she's a really good hope again. All right, six by three, the place there. She's notorious in the Forever Gold, the Mayor's feature. It's a good card of racing tomorrow night, strong. Yeah, great card of racing. The, uh, the summer is just starting to warm up. Yep, absolutely. I appreciate the time. We'll talk again next week. Cheers, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us. So he was keen on race six, number five, Royal Cruiser and the Tatlow at Menangle tomorrow night. Leap to fame, ironclad, five by five, ten by ten, and the place bet there at value. Race six, number three, she's notorious. Andrew Spagnolo joins us from the tab, and he's online with us now. Andrew, good morning. Morning, Chris. 
It's going to be a busy weekend for you because it goes right up until Tuesday, New Zealand Cup Day. We'll talk about the Cup in just a moment. Let's talk about the Pacing Cup over in the West tonight. This looks a fairly open race. Magnificent Storm is the favourite. I wouldn't say shaky, but given this is his third, you know, throw at the stumps here, can he get the job done? When assessing the market, I thought there's two possible leaders, and he was obviously one of them. If he does lead, I do believe it, it'd be all but curtains for the rest of them. So at the $2.50, if you do think he's a leader, I think that's currently going to represent value. I guess the reason why he's 250 and not shorter is the betting on the on the market has been anything. But I wouldn't say he's been um, soft in betting, but there's definitely been a few supporters to beat him, and, and hence perhaps a few don't have him leading. Do you expect much change between now and jump time? I heard your question earlier regarding will he even run favourite. I was actually of the belief there was a chance at jumping Jack Mack, which is a fair bit of a surprise to me, may challenge him for, for um, favouritism. However, since probably the radio show started, he's actually firmed a bit magnificent storm, only a role or so, but that perhaps will support the fact he will hold on to favouritism. I guess um, over there they do they do some really good pre-race coverage and perhaps if there's any interviews that lead to him going forward and driver confidence of, of him getting the top, you may see a firm and a clear favouritism as a result or perhaps the other way if, if he does put some feelers out that he's not sure he can get over. So I think personally he'll run favourite. Um, if you asked me an hour ago, I would have said I wasn't sure. But just a little bit of firming um, this morning gives me a little bit of confidence that he will at least run favourite. Yeah, Chris, just on jumping Jack Mack, he's obviously better when he leads. And, of course, a couple of starts ago, he held out that speed stuff from out wide and was able to kick up and, yeah. and hold the front. So Start's going to be crucial there. I was sort of somewhat surprised with Matty Young saying loyalist is a chance to, to, to lead here. For mine, I've called him a few times and I wouldn't have thought his gate speed's you know, that good. If they want to lead with Magnificent Storm, he's a good chance of getting across. So... We'll wait and see. Just on on the West, just last week, uh, never ending went under. No doubt, a big result for the tab. Yeah, it was good. Unfortunately, when the same horses get beaten, it's generally a good result for the bookies. And he was in the end that the money did come um, pretty late for him. And once he found the top, it, it did look like the uh, the punters were, were going to end up better off than us. But Perhaps he's not the full, well, he's clearly not the foolproof racehorse as yet. And just that over racing in the in the middle part, unfortunately, brought him undone. And perhaps we did underestimate, or, or, the, or the punning public anyway, underestimate the winner because it hasn't done much wrong since um, joining the West. And that stallion is just absolutely on fire, sweet Lou. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of hype horses, short price favourites, we've got one tomorrow night at Albion Park. Leap to fame in the Queensland Cup. He's a dollar twenty-eight. I made the prediction earlier, Andrew. I think he'll he'll steamroll these tomorrow night. Yeah, yep, you're probably spot on. And the dollar uh, fifty, according to the punters, was extremely generous. He's a trick. He's become a tricky horse to price because uh, I, I I do share the notion that he should be too good for these. They, it can be difficult to price horses that, unfortunately, through a lot of the time, no fault of his own, he had been going under in much harder races, but he had been going under as, as a favourite. So. I did probably put a red rag to the bull early, and the punter said, um, "That's ridiculous. We're going to step in and step in." They did. He's a dollar thirty or dollar twenty-eight now. I'm tipping he may even start shorter. Um, hence, the dollar fifty was too long. Okay. The big question for this race: Does he hold Black Sedans uh, with the lead, or does he does he release Leap to Fame? What do you think Pete McMullen will do? Yes, yeah, good question. I guess 
guess the name leader Peter came from somewhere, and <laughs> if that's the case, we, we might we might see it illustrated tomorrow night. Uh, historically, those that have parked leap to fame haven't fared well, particularly in this sort of grade. So I dare say there's a chance he he may hand up. In the past, Black Sedan's generally races best in front, but he ended up winning that race, I believe, from behind the leader um, not so long ago. So that might give Pete confidence of ensuring the horse yeah, yeah, is, is a chance of at least earning good prize money, but also half a chance if things went his way of, of even getting over the top of the champ, albeit unlikely. However, you'd think it's maybe more unlikely to, to park the champ and mm. beat him. Andrew, you wouldn't have heard us for talking about Leap to Fame's defeats, excuses. And Chris, last time Leap to Fame's been in the, in the death seat, his runs have been outstanding and they've been running really, really fast yeah. time, haven't they? See, the other thing that's got to be in Pete McMullen's yeah. mind is the fact that the Inter-Dominion's only a couple of weeks away. So if he rolls the dice and parks leap to fame and gets crushed, how does that sort of place him going forward with the Inter-Dominion? Does that sort of put him on the on the back foot a little bit, trying to put him back together? Or do they just take that easy option yeah. and just hand... But if I'm not saying, if he just seats and yeah. they, they get a couple of easy quarters, he just grinds him in the ground yep. anyway, doesn't he? Yep. Yep. Yeah, spot on. I think we're probably all in the green that it may be... With the big races around the corner, it may be more likely than not that um, should Black Sedan to be the first first one to the fence or work to the top first, that he will that he would hand over. He um, perhaps there's no moral to get to the top early unless there's, there's a little bit of a shock that we can't predict on paper. But yeah, I, I'm thinking at some stage we may see a baton change on the front end and and uh, big old Larry roll to the top. Okay, I mentioned before with uh, with Jared. Adele, uh, punters are a forgiving bunch with his mare. She seems to start favourite each and every time she steps out. Sectionally, she couldn't have done much more last week off that really wide draw off the second row. So what do you think plays out here with this trotting feature tomorrow night? Yeah, another one tricky to price because she's been very popular, as you've touched on, and she's probably got a few vices or a few quirks and tricks to her. Probably no, no one doubting she's the best horse in the race. However... Uh, 1660 with a horse, well, a horse that's perhaps not a noted, um, not bomb-proof at the start. I guess is where I'm going. With the fact that Majestic Harry potentially is only going to get better this prep, they're both well supported. I guess you know, in a sense, went up too long, Majestic Harry, because if if they both, if Majestic Harry did work to the top and did face pressure from Adele, perhaps they could both bring each other undone, and it could be a could be a shock result um, or an unexpected one. Personally, I think they're both short enough at their current prices. Okay, what about the mayor's feature? Jared said it's one-way traffic here. You opened Uptown Beach Girls 160 and punters have gone crunch. Yeah, again, a bit too long. I didn't know how short to go Anna Love. She seems to be a progressive mayor and debatably overall um, the, the Sydney form with the mayors seems stronger. That said, Uptown Beach Girl matched it with the best ones in the country last prep and was clearly very sharp first up. So Anna Love, if she's not even going to be behind the leader, as Ryan um, perhaps suggested would be the case, would make sure or would all but make sure Uptown Beach Girl is unbeatable. If she's behind the leader, we, we could see a race, but it looks as though Uptown Beach Girl will challenge Larry for how short a favourite they will they will run on the night. Okay, it's a good card of racing tomorrow night. What about Tuesday? Uh, the New Zealand Cup. Uh, many are saying it's a race in two. The two heavyweights here, Akuta, the local, and the Aussie Raider, Swayze. How do you see it? Yeah, I guess the beauty of the race is it's a stand start, and as we all know, in any race, um, 
yeah, unpredictable things can happen and then you just add a, a few tapes and all of a sudden anything can happen. So uh, the fact they're both drawn the back row, if, if you were to have a, a bet in the race around those two, you're probably giving yourself a half a chance with the the added variable, I guess, of something going wrong for either Swayze or Acuda. Um, myself, personally, I, I do think Echo, the group's thought that Swayze would be very hard to beat if he could settle in front of Acuda. Interesting enough, Acuda's a, a mini Larry when it comes to uh, feature race liabilities. He's probably our worst way we've had on a New Zealand feature all-in market. So we definitely want um, Acuda beaten come jump time. Okay, well, that's interesting. So we'll know more on Tuesday. It's a busy weekend for you, Andrew. Really appreciate the time. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Chris. Andrew Spagnolo from the tab joining us. So just going through a few of those markets. So um, a couple of interesting races. So it'll be interesting to see if they come out with the nose in front over the next couple of days. Darren Clayton, he's patiently waiting and he's about to get his opportunity to release via the sprint lane. He joins us now. Darren, good morning. I'm all over the leader's helmet, Chris, that's for sure. Absolutely. So the big question, I want you to answer this question. Does he release or does he park leap to fame, Pete McMullen? Um, I've got two schools of thought here, Chris. The first one is it's Pete McMullen. He doesn't let anything go. <laughs> but that said, we saw him drive the perfect race last week with RD's Flash. Um although he did give credit to Chantel in his, in his speech afterwards that it, that was her idea and he wouldn't have done that. So the, the other school of thought of just going with is that um, just listening to you interviewed John Polson, Blacks of Dance owner, last week, and um, he was sort of going along the lines about, you know, building this horse towards the Inter-Dominion and how they've given him a lighter season and he's just a different framed horse now and um, how that all works out. And... Um, you know, would they be more inclined to just give him a little bit of an easier run with the three-run Inter-Dominion mm. series now only uh, just over three weeks away with that in mind uh, and and then just try to get him up the passing lane? So sort of two schools of thought there. Oh, I do think it'll come back to he probably will park him out and uh, probably more so just seeing that Leap to Fame has had to be parked out his last couple of runs and just come up a little bit short. Um, probably not the level that this race is tomorrow night, with no disrespect to some of his opposition there, but um, that's the way I'm sort of looking at it. I think he will be parked, um, but I th that said, I think he will be winning the race from that position. All right. I mentioned there's a big first four jackpot on this race tomorrow night. Uh, so how do you sort of play it? Do you stand out leap to fame? What what are the main dangers for him if you're looking at that first four bet type? Yeah, I I um, actually thought this was a good race to play. Um, the, the exotics, Chris, and especially with that first four jackpot, I'm happy to stand leap to fame out. Um, sort of going with this two bets on this, one sort of standing him out and one just with him uh, a couple in for first. The, the main one that I'll be looking at is standing him out um, throwing in Manila Playboy and Black Dance on that second line. I think uh, Manila Playboy, it's a big ask first up in a 2100 metre race, but the ideal situation presents for him uh, in that he's just going to be tucked in behind the speed. He's had two trials back. Um, they've been pretty good. Uh, we see he's a horse that can run a really fast closing split. And you go through his form, he's 
runs through the through the uh, constellations, can't we? Didn't make it into the Blacks of Fake or the Sunshine Sprint. He got balloted out of those. Just didn't quite have the form on the board. But each of his past four runs been beaten no further than seven metres and from much worse gates. So he's going to get the perfect trip in behind the speed here. So. Under that scenario, I think he's a, a perfect horse that can run into the money, especially if they're doing the work out in front of him. So uh, that, and then throw in Future Assured on that second line as well. And then that third line, I think if you play 1, 3, 9, 10, 12, which is, um, again, uh, Manila Playboy, Blacks of Dance, uh, Deus Ex, if the emergency is not required, he'll be the other fence horse. He's going really well. His run the other day was not uh, that bad, really, all things considered. Future assured, and y you can't leave out, turn it up from the minor placings. You just go through his record. I think he's missed a minor placing twice in the past probably two and a half, three years. So um, y you can't discount him. Yeah. And that's all at the top level as well. He doesn't get those easy ones. So, yeah, you've got to include Turn It Up. What about the Mare's feature? Uptown Beach Girls, she was mightily impressive first up last week. Does she handle this lot again? I think she does. Uh, we saw her last week. Probably her main dangers were off the back line. She was on the front line, and uh, Nathan Dawson just sort of nursed her a little bit early till he decided to, to rev her up and get to the front. And then once she was in front, she was never really in any danger I think her main danger again this time she draws inside of in terms of holy stars um, and I think from there he stays in front of her and, and can just win that race Anna Love I've got big concerns about her early speed um, listening to uh, to what Ryan said and I've got that under the exact same scenario she's notorious I think can get first across I think Miss Macho can also get across Anna Love. I think um, she'll need to be really stoked up if she's to protect the inside. But um, even if she's three fence, she's certainly a, a run on hope. But I, th I thought she's notorious. Is definitely first to the fence. And then uh, Jonah would be quite happy to take a trail on Uptown Beach Girl, knowing how good she is. So, um, yeah, I think Uptown Beach Girl just wins that race and, and wins it as she likes. She was brilliant last week, first up. All right, that race tomorrow night, that's a, uh, uh, a, f a mare's feature, the Forever Girl, just trying to look what... Uh, it's a Group 3. So if she wins that race like most are expecting, does that solidify her spot as far as the Inter-Dominion is concerned? Uh, I think she's just on the cusp at the moment. Um, so it'd go a long way in making sure it'd she's... It'd go a long way, yeah. especially a group race. The other thing is, uh, just looking at those latest rankings, there's still a few that are listed in there. Um, the connections have already indicated they won't be coming, but they're still in the numbers. They haven't been official scratchings. I think it's next week the actual uh, next round of acceptance payments are due, and I think that's when we'll see some some serious shuffling to those rankings in that, um, you know, those stables that have indicated they're not coming, they definitely won't be paying up the money if, they're, if they aren't. So... Um, I think that's when we'll see a big shake-up to those rankings. And I think Uptown Beach Girl could probably definitely force her way in under that scenario. OK, speaking of the Inter-Dominion, the Trotters tomorrow night. Trotters Sprint. I know you're, uh, you know, a, a fan of Adele. Are you sticking solid tomorrow night or is your confidence just starting to sort of wane a little bit? <laughs> yeah, um, definitely not rock solid as I was with her earlier. It's definitely starting to... 
to, um, I wouldn't say it's unravelling, but uh, I think there's a few frays at the edges, that's for sure. Um, I think getting back to the front line, so she was a, a right RO, so RODM horse, so um, if she had been that tomorrow night, she possibly, uh, well, she possibly could have drawn seven or, or out the back in 10 or 11. Um, she's now just an ODM, so she gets to the front line. So I, th I initially thought that might be a bonus, getting to the front line rather than the second line, but I've actually gone back through a form and a few of the races where she's drawn sort of six or seven on the mobile starts, it's when she, that's when she seems to be a little bit, uh, get a little bit lost. So, um, yeah, it, it might be, um, cross your toes, cross your fingers, close your eyes, hope for the best at the early stages tomorrow when they're scoring up, especially over that sprint. If she scores up cleanly, gets away cleanly, I think she wins the race, but, um, it might be just one of those ones that you need to, to just hold off and, and just see that she gets around safely and, and perhaps keep the powder dry. If that were the case, I, I can certainly entertain Sir Fahrenheit running another good race, and I thought he was a good each-way um, quote at the moment, purely off the fact that, um, you know, he's going to get a nice soft trip. He might be behind lead-up, probably more so three-fence, I thought. I thought Majestic Harry could probably cross Funny Face. Um, if Majestic, Lab, uh, Majestic Harry gets to the front, uh, Sir Fahrenheit's three fence, perfect trip. He was good in front last week. We've seen him be really good from back in the pack as well. So, um, in that regard, uh, looking to have a bet in the race, I'd be, um, I'd certainly entertain him. Sort of win place, more the place. All right, there's two trotters in this race for mine, going super, but I think it's it'd be frustrating for connections because it's so hard at the moment with a lot of these trotters aiming towards the inter-dominion. These guys are amongst the noms as well, and they're just that... It just seems like they're that rung below, but, gee, they're running good races. Jack watch and Zealous Spur. Yeah, Jack watch. So he's currently on the cusp. He's at 24. So if they go with the two-heat series and they close them off right now, he'd sneak through. So... Um, Shane Graham probably hoping for a little bit of a uh, little bit of fortune to go his way, especially with some numbers to come out. Zealous Spur, off the top of my head, I can't remember what he was, um, but yeah, he he is going super. He was a good winner. I'd been sort of following him leading up to his win. That was about four or five runs back, but his efforts of late sort of been really good. A couple of runs back, he was off the twenty meter handicap and. Um, pretty much got wiped out at the start and was still a really good run. So um, he's going well. Um, Dixon Stable starting to peak at the right time as well. So um, I definitely don't think you could discount either of them from running a bold race and both probably going to be at really good odds. Yes or no answer here. Will they go with two heats for the Trotters or three in your opinion? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> two heats. Yeah, right. I think the depth drops away too much. Okay, uh, your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, best bet tomorrow night. I thought we could wait till race nine, the three-year-old fillies race. I think Sky Blue. She comes up uh, for David Thorne. Um, she knows the Albion Park track well. Uh, Nathan Dawson on, and that her efforts through the New South Wales Breeder Series good enough to take that race. So race nine, horse nine, Sky Blue. What about the dashboard? Is that available through the RQ website? 
that is up and about, a bit like me. Um, yeah, it's all there. We've got Sky Blue. We've got that um, exotic race, race five. Um, the numbers that play there. We've got the quaddies. A um, few other bits and pieces on there. The driver to follow this week. Well, it's hard not to follow Grant Dixon, of course. He's on leap to fame. Um, he's had a super couple of days, eight winners the past two days. So he's certainly got the eye in at the right time. And Interestingly, if you like backing horses that are the same saddlecloth number as the race number, well then Grant is certainly your man tomorrow night. He's got race two, number two, Miracle Moose, three, three, Blackjack Bart, four, four, Zealous Spur, five, five, Leap to Fame, uh, ten, ten, Ironclad. So um, he's the man. Right, mm. He's leaving at eleven, eleven. <laughs> Yeah. I've never done that. Yeah, it by probably the way. will be about that time. Like too, I've done some so. weird bets, but I've never done stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Darren, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night. Looking forward to it, Chris. Thank you.